Double Team Podcast is back with myself and Nick Wiggins doing this from separate locations. One of us is in Mobile, Alabama. I'm in Destin, Florida. Nick, how we doing, man? What's up, man? Root, it's good to see your uh, beautiful pixelated face through my laptop screen. That's right. We promised the people that uh, no matter what, we were going to be finding a way to do this podcast on a weekly basis. We are here, we are doing that, and we can't be stopped. That's right, man. And, you know, last episode, we were talking about all the trades that happened. In this episode, we're going to be able to talk about how some of those trades have come into play and how those players are doing in their new teams and new uniforms. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess for it, us to get back to this podcast, I mean, we, again, we couldn't have picked a better time before uh, or right after the trade deadline, the biggest trade deadline ever. We go into All-Star Weekend. It's kind of the perfect time to start watching if you haven't been. And we'll keep you covered on everything. Yeah, so let's go ahead and just jump into it because we got a lot of stuff to cover. And we're going to talk All-Star Weekend, which is this weekend. Kind of snuck up, I feel. But uh, let's go ahead and just get into what the real meat and potatoes of this episode is. The Los Angeles Lakers. The new look Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, Last night was the first time uh, we were able to see LeBron with all these new guys. And I was actually kind of surprised the three guys they traded for from Minnesota all are in the starting lineup. Were you surprised by that or were you expecting that? Um, No, I wasn't surprised by it. But, you know, last night they, they win easily. Uh, their third wire-to-wire win of the season. Um, so I was, I was like, okay, man, this is what a basketball team that wants to compete should look like. I mean, they weren't out there i'm sorry you had to remove russ from that situation i know you're the russ fan but look that's how they should and could look minus russ and there was a huge difference everyone kind of knows their spot there wasn't really a lot of sloppy basketball they looked clean they looked tight and uh yeah i think uh, removing russ is reason number one for that yeah and man d'angelo russell he looked amazing uh against the Pelicans, throwing lobs to AD, to Braun, moving the ball, taking some nice, clean-looking jumpers. Uh, honestly, I think D'Angelo Russell coming back to L.A., and hopefully they'll re-sign him this offseason, but this may be the best thing that could possibly happen for D'Angelo Russell's career, being able to play with LeBron and learn from him and play off him and not just having to be the alpha dog. You know you're not, and you're you just – have to do as best you can in the role that you're given. And last night, he looked amazing. Yeah, for sure. I mean, him, James, Davis, they all go over 20. Anthony Davis with 28 and 10. Um, but I think, I don't know, man, you get the first look at them all together. Yeah, they've got a lot of work to do to even get to the play. And, I mean, they had to win before last night. What was it, 16 of 24? I believe is what they would have had or what they do have to win. I guess now, now they've got to win 15 more of those games, but um, they look like they're capable. I mean, if you want to see a team that looks like they want to contend, that was, that was what they needed to look like. I think Russell slides in immediately. looks great, man. He, he's just who kind of, he, who he is kind of at this point in his career is just perfect to go with 80 and Bron. Still all eyes on you, 80, keep it up. Yeah. AD, he had a good game. Um, Malik Beasley, he uh didn't hit 
the threes like he's known to do that'll all come eventually he got a lot of clean open looks everyone was getting a lot of clean open looks and they were moving really fast i feel like that was the fastest i've seen the lakers run and and move their offense um they just looked really really great i'm i am afraid though that maybe it's a little too little too late like as great as they look like if if this trade would have been made if this was their roster at day one of the year, they're a lock in as a top six seed in the West. I'd say that. But right yeah, now, no doubt. it's such crunch time. They're the 13th seed. I don't know, as great as it all seems to be working out with D'Lo, Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt doing all the dirty work, Mo Bamba, we'll, we'll get into that. I, I just feel like it's just too late in the year. They're too far down. I don't know if they're even going to make it. Yeah, I mean, you got to look at who's in front of them right now. You're you're looking at Utah, OKC, and Portland. Uh, OKC being in that ten spot, you know, yeah. Do the Lakers now look better than those three teams? Yeah, but it's just kind of a lot of ground to make up. We'll see. I'm I'm hopeful. I know the league is hopeful. I know probably all fans are hopeful to have them slide in. Um, but just watching last night, LeBron, I'm I'm, you know, it's kind of wild to keep saying it all over and over again but the kind of shape he's in and how athletic he still is I mean flying around and going for lobs is just he's incredible yeah and I love that little uh so he takes the uh he takes the pull-up three he misses it Mo Bamba slaps it back out to him then LeBron takes it drives hits a spin perfect pass to Mo Bamba he slams it um Mo Bamba actually took five threes. Uh, yeah. And missed, missed every single one of them, but I was actually surprised. I was doing a little research. Mo Bamba's nearly a 40% three-point shooter over the past yeah, three they, seasons. They were talking about him and the shooter. He is a good bet, despite him missing every attempt he took last night. But they were yeah. he'll settle in, I guess. But there were some good-looking moments for him, I guess, at least just athletically and how you could see him fitting in. Um you know, catching lobs and all that. But if he, you know, gets his shot back, didn't have it last night, but the man can definitely shoot. No, that's right. Um, now, D'Lo, he's really like the key to it all, I think. Um, maybe he's kind of like a poor man's Kyrie uh, next to LeBron. But, I mean, the dude had, what, seven assists, one turnover. That's exactly what you're looking for. Now, right now, I think D'Angelo Russell's making a little over 30 mil. This is the last year of his contract. Uh, do you think that this is like a little rental type deal? Or is is D'Angelo Russell the point guard of LeBron and the Lakers' future? I think this core and most of their role players that they've gotten, I think that if it's me, that's who I'm rolling with. I don't know who you've got a shot at otherwise, but I, I look, man, one game together, it looks great. I love it. Um, I love Hachimura, how he kind of fits in. Yeah, they went really deep last night all the way down to Lonnie Walker, who's now the last man at all getting minutes when he was a starter before all these moves. Um, but they go really deep with who they've got now. But going forward, I don't know if, yeah, if they can somehow manage to get into the play and something really – awesome would have had to have happened for them they would have had to win a lot of games but I don't I don't know who else you've got a shot at um I just think 
D'Lo is such a guy that's not going to raise his voice. He's not going to create a mess in the locker room, rough. Um, you know, I just feel like these guys, personality-wise, all fit together so well. Why not have this be what you work with? I don't know what they look like. You know, we're we're in the season right now, so I really haven't stopped to look at where they're going to be money-wise and, and all that when the season's yeah. over. Well, Not quite well, there he, yet, but I love how it looks so far. Yeah, Malik Beasley, he's on contract for next year. Uh, Mo Bamba's on contract for next year. Jared Vanderbilt, they have his rights. So really the only player who has the option to walk away on his own accord would be D'Angelo Russell, but I can't imagine him wanting to leave. Once you get a taste of like the potential of how far you think LeBron can take you. And I mean, just like playing with, it just has to be a great feeling leaving Minnesota and then coming yeah. and running an offense with LeBron. I mean, to go from entering the league on the Lakers with Kobe, that's your start. You're a young, young player. Um, and you acted young when you came into the league for sure. Mm -hmm. Now it's kind of a full circle moment. Now you're with LeBron. I I don't know why you would want to leave that. Where else you could go? Um, I you know I don't know if they're the Lakers think they can't pay him what he's worth or what he thinks he's worth. But uh, as far as the big three goes, personality wise, I love it. Try to keep it. And those role players you mentioned, I love all them too. I think this is if this team would have had all these pieces at the beginning of the year, it's a whole different story. All right, make your prediction. Are they making the play-in? No. No, they're going to come up just short. I hate it, man. I I oh. do not want to. I don't want to see a play-in of OKC, Portland, and the Jazz, but those teams all play really hard. I mean, especially OKC and the Jazz right now, they've got some wild youth. Jay Gilgis Alexander is that dude for OKC for sure. They're not just going to oh. stop playing. They're going to go out there and keep winning games and, and, you know, teams like – they're just got a lot of fight in them, and they're going to give their best, whoever they're playing against. And it's just too much to overcome in the end for the Lakers. Um, yeah, they're going to win some games. But, again, it was a lot they were going to have to do just to get in the play. They're going to come up short. They got to jump three teams to to be the last spot of the play-in. Yeah. It, uh, it's a, it's a uh, tough task for sure. I mean, they're all right there, though. I mean, one injury away here, you know, things can happen to help them but if nothing happens to help them those other teams are are kind of youthful exciting teams and they're going to play their hardest every single night um you know they steal a lot of wins from good teams you know and it's just they're not going to lay over for the lakers now that they're worth watching but uh i think the lakers come up short they're going to go on a run they're going to make it interesting though damn man that western conference man not the year to uh be at the bottom of that and trying to work your way up for sure. But uh, no, let's but talk about what were you going to say? I was just going to say, I mean, if you've got all these role players and you do at least, they traded away all their, their draft picks. I mean, this is what you've got now. And I'm excited for next year if that's what we've got to look forward to if you're a Lakers fan. Yeah, no, definitely. Let's talk about some of the other uh, uh, players in their new – uh, spots one of those being Mikhail Bridges yeah uh, who dropped 45 points last night uh wh wh what were you thinking of Mikhail Mikhail last night 
I mean, lights out. Well, shoot 17 of 24. I mean, yeah. You know, and did all the other things you know him to do defensively and moving the ball. Uh, you know, that Nets team, it went from, you know, what their expectations were to what they are now. And they're very different. But, you know, do we have bright spots and bridges and Cam Thomas and Nick Claxton? Um, look, man, all of a sudden you're young and you can maybe build something uh based on what you've got already but bridges we questioned them for not moving off of him they could have probably gotten another haul for him at the deadline plenty of contenders would have loved that kind of player the defender he is and if he can do this offensively man look out but now you just you never know when when a guy gets a new shot on a new team and especially a team that is devoid of guys being the number one then yeah bridges absolutely has an opportunity to launch himself into a uh, just another kind of realm you know he's always been respected and very good at what he does but man now you've got an opportunity to be that guy every single night and yeah and you know, let's not freak out over this one game um but look it's, it's built for him to be a huge opportunity yeah cam johnson he had a good game too 18 points um no it was nice to see mikhail bridges come down it almost he was it was looked like he was doing like a little bit of a kevin durant impression uh, taking tough little pull-up middies and stuff, but hey, not man. many people on impression. this planet. He was Frank Caliendo, bro, because he was hitting that thing <laughs> perfectly. Okay. Well, not many people on the planet have even a body to where they could resemble Kevin Durant on the floor. Mikhail does. I mean, he is long. He's going to be able to get his shot over almost anybody. So it's just about him being um, that guy who's taken the shot and not being a third, fourth option like he was with Phoenix. Now he absolutely can be the number one. So, yeah, let's see what you got offensively. What can you do every single night? Well, we say he can be the number one. Did you see Cam Thomas's post-game interview after the game last night? I heard of it. Remind me what he said. I, I don't remember. All right, so Cam Thomas came off the bench. I mean, he still had yeah. a good game, but he did come off the bench. And basically, they asked him, hey, Cam, uh, how do you like running with the second unit? How's it going? Uh, you know, everyone finding their new role with all the new players. And the dude just looked pissed and upset. Uh, and he was just like, I ain't got no answer. And you got to think they just won against the Heat, right? Big win. Yeah. had a good game. But dude looked miserable. He was like, man, I don't know. It's It's tough. It sucks. You're going to have to ask the coach about that. I don't have an answer for you. Dude, it, it was a bad well, look for Cam Thomas. I, I do know post-game Jacques Vaughn, the head coach, you can just tell there's a weight lifted off that man uh, now that he's got this different crew of players compared to having to deal with who he has had to deal with. Um, I, you can tell he's just got a little more pep in his step. But Cam Thomas, man, you already fell in the draft. You know, that was already a thing. Why do you – look, man, the, the Nets are still in the playoffs in a pretty good spot, and why don't you try to buy in and keep winning when everyone else is writing you off completely after losing all that you've lost on your team? You know, that is a bad look from a young player who doesn't need to be doing that. You had a few good games. All right, now you think you're somebody. Now you want to really step up and talk this way. No, you're nobody. you still got a lot of work to do. I mean, there's there's no way that – his career can last forever with that attitude. No, uh, definitely not. But uh, overall, I would say the Nets, 
I kind of had written them off, but I think, you know, Spencer Dinwiddie's out there too. Uh, and Dorian yeah. Finney-Smith, they're all starting. I think maybe they're able to kind of Frankenstein this team together with all these various pieces from various places. And what, it may what, be do able they to win one first-round game? Do they win one first-round game? Answer that. Yeah, they'll win a game. They'll win a game. And you know why they will? It's because I think they've moved Ben Simmons to like the seventh man on their rotation. Maybe the eighth man. He's getting like 20 minutes a game. Uh, Last night, what did he have? Like two points, four four assists maybe? The guy is just not the same anymore. And I don't want to... garbage. See, I don't want to hate on the guy because at this point, I just feel kind of, I feel sad for him. Like, I don't, just I don't, to, I don't at all. Like the Atlanta Hawks really like rewired that man's brain uh, after that playoff series. Like he has not been able to come back from that after taking out, that time. Get out of the play. league, play your call of duty, get out of the league, quit. He's got like three, up. he's got like, he's getting paid over $30 million a year for the next three years. I know it is absurd. It's ridiculous. He's horrible. Man, it's just tough. Uh, I know Nets fans are upset uh, that that's the return they got out of the Harden deal. Now the most untradeable player in the league. People thought it was Russell Westbrook, but hey, the Lakers just (laughs) traded him. Uh, But Ben Simmons, he's going to be on that Nets roster until he's out the league and, you know, whenever that comes. Unfortunately for him, but. I mean, it's unfortunate. It is is, is unfortunate that that man's mind is so broken that, you know, the potential he had and to where it is now. Like, sure, yes, that's unfortunate, but he does nothing to help his popularity otherwise. Nothing. I mean, at all. Yeah, man, it's tough. Uh, Well, before we get into some of the All-Star weekend stuff, I want to touch on my Atlanta Hawks, who I watched last night, play our arch rival, the New York Knicks. And boy, they they, uh, spanked us like we came home uh, late on a school night. Uh, It was rough. Julius Randle, man, look, was he foul? Was he like offensive fouling every play? Yeah, but God, he... I don't know why. I just hate that guy. Uh, but, man, he was really just bullying everyone. He he got John Collins out the game because he headbutted him. He was in, like, concussion protocol. Uh, it was just tough, man. Like, the Hawks, the Hawks, I had such high expectations for these guys. And, you know, we, we just gave up, like, 140-something to the Hornets and lost one of the worst teams in the league. And now here we are against the Knicks, and we basically roll over again. I don't know what the answer is. I think maybe you got to get Nate McMillan out of there. Um, well, roster like it's a decent roster. They're missing a voice. They're missing a a leadership. They're missing a leader on that team. And if it's not coming from your head coach, um, and it's not coming from the players, then yeah, who's the quickest? What's the quickest thing to change there? It'd be the head coach. But they lack, it seems like, leadership. They're they're consistently inconsistent. They're right at 500. Um, and that's that's pretty frustrating with the talent they have. But they're missing a vocal leader. Somebody on that, uh, you know, look around at all these teams that are truly contending. And there's some strong veteran leadership, whether it's coaches or players. <clears throat> and the Hawks don't have that. The Hawks don't have that at all for the Knicks. 
Jalen Brunson, man, when he got snubbed from the All-Star game, he's letting people know for sure. I mean, he's averaging, what, 30 since he was uh, more than that, I think. Um, but still, Jalen Brunson's been on fire really all year, but maybe he turned it up a little bit when he got snubbed from the All-Star game. Um, so, I don't know. If I'm a Hawks fan, I'm disappointed. I mean, that's too much talent to be where you are right now. Like, this roster on paper is better than the one that went to the Eastern Conference Finals. We're yeah. older. We're more mature. We added DeJounte Murray. And it's just not clicking uh, how you'd want it to. No, the personalities on that team, it's, it's not going to be DeJunte. It's not going to be Trey. You know, there's no real vet on that team like that you can look at as, as a, you know, kind of the uh, yeah, P.J. Tucker type, someone that's going to pull your team together, be that vet, be that in that leadership role. Um, they don't have it. And Nate McMillan might just be a little too soft as a head coach. Yeah, I think you may be right, man. Was there anything else you wanted to touch on before we get into some of the All-Star Weekend stuff? Um, the buyout market. We we did also last week, this is almost a week old now, but Kyrie and Luca, their first game together and how that ended. Um, I'm sure a right. lot of people saw, you know, at least the highlight or low light of the ending of that game where, you know, I guess you could say that neither of them wanted the ball or they wanted to give it to the other guy so bad where they just hot potato the ball between Luca and Kyrie and then boom you get nothing at the end of the game so I mean that's just worth noting that's how that went down um did watch Dallas get handily beated by beat by the uh Nuggets last night um but that can kind of lead into if you want to say anything about that we don't have to but that's just kind of how that went down um, the I, yeah the uh Kyrie Luca uh pairing hasn't won a game just yet but I wouldn't they they were they've been good games against pretty good teams um I mean it's early I think that you put two unstoppable offensive forces together you know Luca can cook for 10 minutes he'll go sit Kyrie can cook for 10 minutes uh they're going to give up uh 200 points a game but I think they're going to find a way to uh get some consistent wins and, and make all that work. Yeah, you need a lot from Christian Wood. You know, you brought him in for a reason. He's got to be consistent. Uh, but defensively, that's the question. You know what you'll get offensively. Usually it's going to be one of those two guys. Um, so defense is the question there. Um, but the buyout market, speaking of the Nuggets, Reggie Jackson to the Nuggets, I like that. I'm in a team that's, you know, trying to look like the best team in the West. Um, I, I love Reggie Jackson, you know, who he is, but uh, they add him. I guess uh, Kevin Love now is going to be bought out or has been bought out. And Miami, that would look awfully good. Miami might be in the leader for Kevin, or, you know, just they're showing a lot of interest in Kevin Love. Where he ends up, it's going to be a contender. Whoever um, gets he, Kevin Love needs to be the team that also gets Russell Westbrook. They're both going to be buyout guys. Let's reconnect that UCLA connection. That that would be awesome. I'm trying to think of a team that both guys would fit well, whether that is Miami. I know Miami did absolutely nothing at the trade deadline. We talked about that. Um, so adding a vet or two, that could be the move that they need. Um, you know, so uh, I guess a lot, probably a lot of people out there don't even know Kevin Love's still in the league. I mean, they might not watch Cleveland or see Kevin Love that often. Um, but he's in shape well enough for his age to contribute. Absolutely. Can he shoot it? Yeah, of course. Um, but other than that, Russ, John Wall, 
You know, there's going to be some other guys, a lot of vet guys that are on the buyout market. Those are just a few worth mentioning. Yeah, Danny Green on the way to uh, Cleveland, uh, first of the buyout deals, I believe, right there with Reggie. Back where it all started for Danny Green. Uh, it's been a long time since then. Uh, but, you know, coming off surgery, what are you really getting from him? Just the vet that can shoot. I mean, that's it. Um, so, you know, look, Cleveland, they're looking to compete in the East. They're looking to shock somebody in the East. So why not add a vet it like that? Can't hurt. Yeah, no, and Cleveland's good. They're sneaky good. They were down almost 30 to the Sixers and came back and lost by, I don't know what it was, but they got it to about six with like a minute left. Um, but They made a dumb foul at a bad time, and Philly ended up pulling that out. But let's go ahead yeah, and get watch some that. of this. What were you saying? Yeah, I was just going to say I watched that game. Um, between that game and the ending of the Grizzlies-Jazz, Jazz also making a huge comeback. Uh, 20 plus points to come back and make that a game ended up losing by six um, Grizzlies are pretty good uh, we're, we're not going to talk about them but yeah there was a few good games last night. yeah so let's get to the all-star weekend stuff this is I don't think anyone's favorite uh, time of the NBA season it's just something that happens at this point um, which so... is a shame it's a it's a big shame that we feel that way well and this is the main reason why so what is the main event or what are we? What have we been trained to believe is the main event of All Star Weekend, the dunk contest, right? Well, let me let me name you the contestants of the dunk contest. We got the Houston Rockets, Kenyon Martin Jr. Okay, deep then cut. We got, yeah, we got Trey Murphy the third from New from New Orleans, Jericho Sims from the Knicks. And then we got a guy who isn't even in the NBA. He plays for the Philadelphia 76ers affiliate team, uh, Mac McClung. I'm sure we've all seen him on Instagram and stuff from back in the day. Riff Raff's uh, nephew. Is he Riff Raff's nephew, really? You didn't know that? Yeah, hell no, yeah, he is. He's Riff Raff's nephew. Riff Raff, Candy Cheeto Steamboat. That's I, I right. Dale D'Antoni. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Vanilla Gorilla. Uh, but so Shaq went on record. He said that we're going to have the first person to ever not be in the NBA win, win the dunk contest. And I tend to agree with him. W what do you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think reasons for tuning in, there aren't many, but there's going to be a lot of people that know who Mac McClung is more than the other guys based on who he is social media wise, his high yeah. school tape, you know, you know, real hoop fans know who that guy is. Um, he can, he's, what is he? He's six, two white dude that can absolutely uh -huh. sky. I mean, he'll be very fun to watch. Uh, and, and just, I would bet that there's a lot of people that know him over these other guys just based on social media. Um, but Kenya Martin Jr. I mean, look, Jericho Sims, there's a huge population of, of probably even real NBA fans that have never seen these guys play. Trey Murphy, he's on a better team for New Orleans. So you, you might know Trey Murphy. He's pretty good for New Orleans. Uh, but, I mean, could we name 20 players we'd rather see? I mean, 10 for sure. We right. can name 20 for sure we'd rather see. And, uh, and this is just how it's going to be. This is the new reality of the dunk contest. Uh, no player wants to go out there and get clowned because I think the last time there was some real star talent in the dunk contest, and I say star talent, but it was like the John Collins. I think Victor Oladipo was in there. There were some pretty moderately 
you know, but names even, you would even know. Even going back to what we, even going back a little bit more to the, what we call like the greatest dunk contest ever between Levine and Gordon. What were Levine and Gordon without the dunk contest? Right. No they didn't have really that yep. to boost who they were. Uh, it, they would, you know, they're great players now. Gordon's better than he's ever been right now. Yep. But uh, that was a huge moment to kind of launch them into the spotlight. But, and, and hey, maybe the same thing can happen for these guys. But, you know, less people are going to be tuning into this event the, <laughs> than the, back the, then. The stars are afraid to get clowned on. Because that's what happened to John Collins. That's what happened to... Uh, um to uh hang on a sec that's happened to john collins that's happened to victor oladipo their dunks just it's hard to impress people now with your dunk so uh did you see the the lineup of the dunk contest judges ah here we go (laughs) what does it have to take i listen i'm just gonna say it what would it take to stop giving carl malone any attention yeah uh this day and age how can you have somebody if you don't know, and you're listening to our podcast, if you don't know about Carl Malone um, and his college days impregnating an, a 13-year-old, he didn't know that. It's true. It happened. And we're yeah. going to prop this man up. Uh, what you think is a big event is not anymore, but you still want it to be, and you're going to roll Carl Malone out there as one of the faces um, of the event as a judge. Let's not do that. How that about is going to be such a messy like audience well it's in utah so maybe they don't care out there i don't know but on social media at least that is going to get berated hard already uh, has been i mean the announcement of carl malone it already has been and it's what uglier of a thing could somebody have in their on their past in their past it's it's uh and especially in this climate this day and age it's ridiculous you would even you would even do anything to have this guy part of your game. Um, it's it's a joke. But tell me who the other judges are. We'll move on from Carl, though we shouldn't. Right, we we should be Jamal, spoken about. Jamal Crawford. Hell yeah. Lisa Leslie. All right. Harold Miner. <laughs> and then my guy, Dominique Wilkins. So, uh, human highlights. That's I mean, right. Look, you want – the judges have to be a part of this show too, because that's what it is. It's a show. Yeah. It's entertainment. Where's the personality coming from? You know, the wet rag that Carl Malone is as a person, much <laughs> less the the pedophile he is or was. I don't know. I, I mean, look, yeah. what he did, he did. So you can say what you want to say. But uh, Lisa Leslie, she is a uh, a pillar of the basketball game on the side. She is. A, female goat uh, for, for basketball. But look, Jamal Crawford, the Hooper's Hooper, Jamal Crawford, yeah. I love Jamal Crawford, but he's not Mr. Personality. I mean, he just isn't. Well, they, they got him on NBA on TNT now. He's, I know. Uh... I know and he does a good job in his role, but he damn sure isn't personality, man. They didn't bring him in for that reason. They brought well, him in for, well, you know, the Hooper he was. Yeah, we'll have to see. We'll we'll see who they get to MC the event. Maybe they'll have like Michael B. Jordan out there, like directing right. everything, or Kevin Hart will come out. They, they'll have someone like that, I'm sure. But uh, we got like five minutes left, so let's go ahead and get into um some of the other stuff going on. So you got the skills challenge. Uh, they're doing it again with the teams. Uh, you got the Antetokounmpo brothers. Um, so. That's exciting. One of them's not even really in the NBA right now. I think he's on a G League yeah. affiliate. 
Uh, and then you got the Jazz team, and those three players are Colin Sexton, Jordan Clarkson, and Walker Kessler. Yeah. Uh, so, so we'll see what uh, he, he can get going out there. That'll be interesting and exciting to see. Walker Kessler, man, he's he's really good. They they did a little money ball move when they made that Rudy Gobert trade by bringing in Kessler. And then the uh, last team in the skills challenge is the rookie team with Paolo Blanchero, Jaden Ivey, and Jabari Smith Jr. Two Auburn guys uh, in the skills challenge. Yeah. Yeah, Jabari kind of hidden in Houston. Don't get to see a lot of him. Did, um, did you see the story about Jabari Smith Jr. the other day? Uh, it's, what was it? I, I know I did, but it's not fresh in my mind. So it was like on. it was like uh, some reporter was like during Jabari Smith's really tough rookie year through all the adversity, the person he leans on is his father. And then they were like interviewing Stephen Silas about Jabari Smith and his role. And and Stephen Silas said, and this is like a quote. He said, uh, "I do not set that man up for success. I don't run plays for him." <laughs> That's what he said. Uh, wow. Well, he's right. the third pick that. of the draft, and he and it just came out and said, like, ah, oh, yeah, it's a struggle for him. I don't call nothing for that guy. Wow, that's uh, I guess the adversity is real for Jabari Smith Jr. That's crazy. Um, I don't know, whatever. I, but you know, these rising, uh, the skills challenge, the rising stars have kind of quietly become maybe the most watchable stuff. I mean, the most entertaining. Yeah. The you get the youth out there and. You know, they're guys that want to perform, and that's all we want out of these events, I guess, is players that want to do them and do it to their best, then, then you might get entertainment. And, right, and a name that you would know, too. Like, I mean, you got Giannis out here, you know, one of the top yeah. three players in the NBA right now. You got, uh, like, you got names that you would recognize. You got Paolo, well, we, uh, he was the first pick of the draft. Yeah, well, and you, you got these guys that – Got a lot of hype during the draft and when they were drafted. Now they have been banished off their Detroit, their Orlando, their Houston, and maybe you haven't seen them at all. But Jaden Ivey's special. You know, Benchero is special. These guys are legit. You just got to see them. And hopefully that's a stage for them to to be shown. Yeah. All right. Ra wrapping up here, we got the three-point contest. Uh, you got Tyrese Halliburton who apparently is uh, better than Trey Young, uh, uh, according to a lot of people online. I don't agree uh, with that, but you got Tyler Hero. Uh, you got Buddy Hill. Yeah, that's a that's another podcast. Yeah. Uh, you got my boy, Kevin Herter. You got Damian Lillard, Lori Markinen, Jason Tatum, and then Anthony Simons was in there, but it just came out that Julius Randle is actually Ooh. set to replace him in the three-point contest wow. what do you think what are you thinking about the three-point contest lineup and who, who are you picking to win it i know randall likes to pull it but uh, i think there's some better options there um you at least get up you know some some stars i mean you get tatum um who am i picking buddy healed is your defending champion is that correct I believe so. Yeah. If not last year, the year before, I know he's he's won. Um, I don't know anyone anyone could could do it, but uh, I'll give you Kevin Herter. That's who I was gonna say. I'm rooting for yeah. my boy Kevin. Yeah, I took that from you. That was that was weak of me. I I should let you have him. 
That's okay, you know. man. We can both agree on that. I mean, um, do I want to see Dame Willard? Uh, you know, that's all he's going to win is a three-point contest this year. So why not give it to Dame? Yeah, Dame been playing out of his mind lately. I know. Uh, by the way, <laughs> yeah, uh, but and then you know the other event you got that Rising Stars Challenge. Um, gets get to see some young players. They have, I don't know who they have as the coaches this year. I'm pretty sure they have like a couple different teams. I don't think they just have yeah. two teams. Um, I do. And then I'll you got give the, you a note. The yeah. uh, celebrity game, if anyone cares, Vin Diesel and the celebrity game. Do you care about that at all? I'm interested to see how Vin Diesel dribbles a basketball. Yeah. yeah. Like, does he look goofy as hell or does he oh, look yeah. like, okay, this guy may know how to do something. I doubt uh, it. That'll be interesting. Um, and then you got the actual all-star game. They're going to do the all-star team draft right before the game. So that'll add a little excitement to it. Um, and then the TNT guys are actually going to commentate the whole thing, I heard. So that'll Good. add a little something to the Finally. all-star game. Finally, yeah. something to look forward to in this event. Uh, those guys are, are must-watch, whatever they do. Um, it's it's really sad what all of these events have turned into. Um, you know, it just, I guess you blame it on the players. I don't know, but uh, this used to be so much more than it is now, but there are some things to, to be excited about. I mean, there's, they'll make it fun and, you know, I'll, I'll be watching, but still kind of a bummer that it is what it is at this point. Oh, that's right. Well, I guess that's about it. We're we're hitting our time limit here, so we'll go ahead and wrap up. Root, it's good seeing you, whether it be physically or digitally. That's right. Uh, can't wait till uh, next week till we can do it again. Can't wait to watch all this all-star weekend action. Uh, and until next week, everybody, uh, for Root, I'm Nick, and you've been double-teamed.